1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
2: Now for our story. The new Mrs. Calvert, formerly Jesse Ward, Ben Calvert's secretary, had spent the morning shopping in Wakefield. As he walked down Main Street, Jesse was stopped frequently by townspeople who had heard the news of Kit Mead's return from California with a baby son. Some questioned Jesse with frank curiosity. Others simply remarked that it must be nice for Ben Calvert to have his daughter Kit and his grandchild living in his house. To these, Jesse replied ambiguously that it was lovely to have the family together. She knew the questions they had in their minds, but Jesse was an expert at the art of making conversations without revealing how she actually felt. She realized that in such a small town, it couldn't remain a secret very long that Bill Mead, Kit's husband, was not sharing Ben Calvert's house on 11th Street. But she kept her thoughts to herself. She felt secure in the knowledge that Bill did intend to get a divorce, just as she'd predicted. This thought gave Jessie a definite satisfaction. In view of the fact that Kit had always treated her with contempt, had always ridiculed her. Now Jessie thought to herself, Kit was losing Bill. He would get a divorce, and then there was Peggy Douglas. And this latter thought brought a secret little smile to Jessie's lips. A smile which was still there as Jesse walked into the Brown Palace Hotel coffee shop at noon to have a bite of lunch. Hidden in the crowd, Aunt Mary's attractive niece, Peggy Douglas, was sitting in a booth with her fiancé, Nicholas Dorn, the young writer. And now she
0: looks up.
1: Look who just came in, Nick. Over there.
0: Which one? You mean the guy with the spectacles and the red dress?
1: Goodness, no. The woman in the gray suit with the blue feathers in her hand,
0: see? Oh, that's different. She's hmm, a very good-looking woman.
1: That's Jessie Ward. Jessie Calvert, rather.
0: Oh, so she's the famous damsel who finally landed Ben Calvert. Heard a lot about her around town.
1: Yes, I suppose you have.
0: One of the enemy, you might say.
1: Well, that's the funny part, Nick. Sometimes, from the way Jessie talks, it sounds almost as though she disliked the Calverts. You know, I get a feeling that she'd like to be my friend. Only, somehow, I don't quite trust her. I can't forget it. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh. that... Hold it, Ducky. She's coming our way.
1: Why, hello, Peggy. Oh, this seems to be a favorite meeting place for us. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've run into each other here several times. Mrs. Calvert, this is Nicholas Dorn.
0: How do you do, Mrs. Calvert? Well,
1: this is quite a thrill for me, Mr. Dorn. Meeting a real Hollywood writer. I've heard so much about you.
0: I was going to say the same thing to you.
1: <laughs> yes. I imagine you have. Wakefield's the sort of town where people hear just about everything that goes on.
0: That's one of the things I like about it. It's quite a happy hunting ground for a writer. I've learned more about life since I've been here than I gathered in all the rest of my 30-odd years. Won't you join us, Mrs. Calvert? We were just waiting to give our orders.
1: Yes, please do, Jessie. Oh, well, thank you. you sure I won't be intruding? <laughs> I didn't expect the place to be so crowded today. It does seem to be unusually busy, doesn't it? Poor Sally's all alone, too. The other girl has the flu, she said. She told her she'd get around to it as soon as she could. Well, this is very nice of you. (laughs) You know, I was expecting to have a hasty bite all by myself, and instead I meet you two nice people. I was so interested while you were making that film, Mr. Dorn. I have a lot of questions to ask you.
0: I'd be glad to answer them, if I can.
1: Well... They're probably silly ones.
0: (laughs) I don't mind. It always makes me feel so wise to have people ask me things. What would you like to know?
1: Well, for one thing, I've always wondered if it's true that they sometimes have to do the same scene over dozens and dozens of times.
0: Oh, sometimes they do. Depends.
1: Well, depends on what?
0: Oh, lots of things. Director, performers, mood of the scene. I see. Next question.
1: Oh, well, uh, there's so
0: many things. Oh, come now, Mrs. Calvert. I know you have another question. You do? Sure. You want to know if I ever meet any of the film stars, and if I know Van Johnson.
1: Oh, oh Mr. Dalton, you're quite an observant young man.
0: Yes, I do occasionally meet up with some of the glamour boys and girls, although I've never had the honor of meeting V.J.
1: <laughs> Nick, I think you're naughty to tease Jesse. <laughs> Uh, well, um, tell me, uh, what happened to the picture you were making in Wakefield? It's all finished, isn't it?
0: Oh, yes, yes, some time ago. At least my part was.
1: But you're still here. Nicholas is thinking of staying on in Wakefield. Oh, is that so?
0: You sound surprised, Mrs. Calvert.
1: Well, I suppose I am a little, (laughs) Well, it's rather hard for me to imagine why anyone would prefer Wakefield to Hollywood.
0: Maybe it's like that old song. It's so peaceful in the country.
1: Maybe. Although, personally, I should think that would be an argument against the idea. Well,
0: one man's meat, you know.
1: Uh, Peggy, I, I can't remember when I've seen you looking so well. Why, thank you, Jessie. I'm feeling very well. You should have seen her, Mr. Dawn, when she was a little girl with long curls. She was charming. So quiet and well-behaved.
0: Hmm. It doesn't quite tie in with the stories I've heard around the Lane Farm. The young rowdy tearing madly about on a bicycle.
1: <laughs> well, I was just versatile.
0: Versatile is right. A woman with as many facets as the truth and as many colors as...
1: Well, go on. Don't leave us up in the air.
0: As many colors as a sunset. There, I said it and I'm glad. <laughs>
1: I suppose you knew that Kit's back. Yes, I heard. The baby's really very cute.
0: It's a boy, isn't it? What's his name? Benjamin, after your husband?
1: No, he isn't being named after Ben. Well, as a matter of fact, he hasn't been named yet.
0: Really? Oh, what's the matter? Can't Mister and Missus Meade get together on a title for the son and heir?
1: Well, I hardly think Bill's opinion would carry much weight just now. If you know what I mean.
0: Personally, I'm very much in the dark.
1: Well, I think Peggy understands quite well. Remember our last conversation, Peggy? Yes, I remember. Forgive us, Mr. Dorn. This probably doesn't mean much to you since you don't know the people. It's quite all right, Jesse. Nick's a very good friend of mine. He doesn't mind, I'm sure.
0: No, no. Go right ahead.
1: Remember, Peggy? When we happened to run into each other in here while I was fixing up the apartment for kids? Yes. It turned out just as I said it would. Just exactly. Really? I didn't know. But surely you've seen Bill? I've seen him for a minute or two, yes. Well, perhaps we'd better not discuss it now. Uh, Perhaps some other time we might have a little chat. I'm sure this couldn't be of interest to Mr. Dorn. Well, if you'll forgive my saying so, Jessie the situation is of no interest to me, either. I've heard various things about Bill and Kid, and I I think the whole situation is very tragic. But since it doesn't concern me in the least, I'd much rather not talk about it. But, of course, if you'd rather not, Peggy. Well, there doesn't need to be much hope of my getting any food right away, and I have an appointment with a hairdresser. I'm afraid I'll have to run along without having lunch. Will you excuse me? Yes, of course, Jessie. That's a shame, but if you have an appointment... Well, Mister Dorn, it was nice meeting you. Goodbye, Peggy. Have a nice lunch. Goodbye, Jack. Bye, Miss Calvin.
0: Peggy, what made you act so strange just now?
1: What do you mean? I thought I was very polite.
0: You were polite enough. You were so obvious about fluffing her off. Why didn't you let her say whatever she had in her mind?
1: Well, why should I? I'm not interested in the least. So why should I pretend to be?
0: Methinks the lady doth protest too much.
1: Well, I think you're being ridiculous. Really, Nicholas, you of all people should see that there's absolutely no point in my discussing Bill Mead or or kid or their child or anything about it. You and I are planning a life together. What happens to Bill Mead and his family is none of our concern.
0: Now, wait a minute, Peggy. Maybe you don't realize how your behavior looks to someone else. The fact that you can't even hear the mention of Bill Mead's name without getting into an uproar means something. And it's far from ridiculous for me to be concerned about it. As you say, we are planning a life together but I'd like to be fairly sure that it isn't going to be built on shaky foundations.
1: You know what I think, Nicholas Dorn? I think you're acting like a very jealous man.
2: Nicholas Dorn looked across the little table at Peggy with a puzzled, surprised expression on his face. Then as he started to speak, the waitress came to take their orders. And after she'd gone, the young man was silent for some time before he resumed the conversation. Nicholas had a gift for his self-analysis. He believed in being honest with himself. Now, reviewing his illogical anger at Peggy's reactions every time she heard Bill Meade's name, Nicholas realized that his attitude certainly had all the aspects of jealousy. Then, could this mean that all his theories about rational, unromantic relationships had failed him? Could it mean that after all he'd been tricked by his emotions
0: again? That in fact he had fallen in love?